Praise the Lord, Tree of Life Church. Thank you for joining us in service today. We are going to go into a time of worship wherever you're at right now. If you will just lift your hands and welcome God wherever you are and exalt his name. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We welcome you into this house, God. Lord, we ask that you would have your way, Lord, that you would be exalted, that you would be lifted up, Jesus. Lord, that you would anoint the message today, God. Touch every heart and every mind, Lord, that needs to receive your word, God. We need you, Jesus. We need a fresh touch from you, God. Have your way, Lord. We exalt your great name, Jesus. Hallelujah. my home I am just passing through earthly treasure soon will fade but I find my hope in you you are the one I want you are the one I need this world can have it all it can take
Give God praise. You can feel his presence because he's here. He's here. Hallelujah. He is here. Hallelujah. He's where you are right now. The Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits those praises. Even as the praises go up, the Lord is in that praise. Hallelujah. Just, just let the praises go up unto him right now. Oh, God, we praise you. 
Oh, God, we love you. We magnify your name, oh, God. Oh, the Shekinah presence of God. Hallelujah, the Shekinah presence of God. He is near to his people. He is close to his people. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Come on, just lift him up right now. Worship him. Worship him, worship him, worship him in the beauty of holiness. Lord, we love you and we magnify your name. We glorify you and adore only you, O oh God. We thank you, precious Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, precious Jesus. Wow, doesn't it feel good to be in God's presence, in God's house? Hallelujah. You are built up a spiritual habitation for the Lord. We welcome you this morning into the presence of Almighty God, a time of sharing His Word. I thank you for joining us today. And I thank you for your continued faithfulness in joining us to receive the Word of God, to receive of the Spirit of the Lord. We welcome you today. I want to particularly welcome Brother Norman and Sister Louise Storms who were dialing in uh, in order to hear the service today and they've not been able to receive it through some of the uh, YouTube and Facebook uh, avenues and and so they're dialing in today to a special feature and we're so glad that they're with us some of the very precious people of Tree of Life Church amen and to all that have that have tuned in this morning God bless you in the name of the Lord you are just amazing faithful saints of God who worship him in spite of the challenge that you might be facing. And we honor you today and thank you. We thank you for your continued giving, your continued support of the work of God. The work of God goes on. And people are being baptized in his precious name. People are being healed and mightily delivered. And lives are being changed even, even in the midst of these difficult times. We give God all the praise for that. God bless you today. We're going to look into the word of the Lord from the book of Genesis chapter 8. I want to encourage you to continue, uh, continue to connect with the resources available uh, for children's ministry, the roots for youth ministry, the branch for music ministry. Uh, just a, a wonderful treasure trove of resources that are at your disposal and at your opportunity to take advantage of them and, and be edified by them. Oh, hallelujah. The presence of God is so rich right now. Lord, we feel your presence and we thank you for your presence. We're reading this morning from the book of Genesis chapter 8. I want to begin reading at the first verse. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. And I want to speak to you this morning, Tree of Life, on this subject. We can see the tops of the mountains we can see the tops of the mountains can we just lift up our voices together in one accord wherever you may be today lift up your voice together with us in Jesus name and ask for his blessing upon the delivery of his word today oh God I thank you for your people for you have made them strong Lord you have made them steadfast your spirit your word your truth, your name, your precious blood has called us into a holy calling that strengthens us and stabilizes us, that establishes us upon a rock. 
And I thank you, God, for your people. And I thank you, God, for your perfect will. Lord, that, that we can receive it into our lives and that we can be strengthened by it in Jesus' name. And I pray today that your word will go forth with clarity and anointing. Help us, I pray, O oh Lord, to receive your word into our hearts and minds in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. We can see the tops of the mountains. Noah participated in one of the most amazing acts of faith recorded in the Holy Scriptures. This act of faith that Noah was a part of saved mankind and replenished the earth. And I think sometimes we kind of write it off as one of the, one of the great stories of the Bible and almost like a children's story of a guy and a bunch of cute little animals. And that's, it's far more involved than that. It is an integral account in the scriptures of how God has dealt with humanity, mankind that he created. Noah was, of course, the Bible said, a man that found grace in the sight of God in a world that was filled with unspeakable violence and perverse sin. The Bible said that in the last days, when the Son of Man shall return to the earth, that's where we're living, that it's going to be like the days of Noah, where they were marrying and given in marriage, where they were eating and drinking. Life was going on as normal, but it was, but it was a, a life of, of great uh, rebellion and, and permissiveness and, and violence. And yet God found a man who the scripture said found grace in the sight of God and Noah was that man. The Bible also refers to him as a preacher of righteousness. The Bible says that it was by faith that Noah was moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house. And he built this ark the dimensions of which God gave to him and the, the, the exact dimensions. It was, it was spelled out by God to Noah to the absolute exact detail. There was, no, there was no room for error and there was no question as to what the Lord was requiring. The Lord gave him the exact dimensions of this ark and Noah followed that blueprint to the T. And when his job, his work was done, he had a magnificent boat that could withstand the floods of many waters. Waters that came from heaven. Literally, the Bible said that the windows of heaven were opened. And the Bible refers to the rain. So there's rain that fell and there, were, there was water. So it wasn't just like a, it wasn't just like a rainfall. Here in Cincinnati today, there's, there's some rain outside. That's not the kind of situation Noah was experiencing in the earth at that time. The flood that came was more than rain. There was rain, but then there were waters that were flooding from the heavens as the windows of heaven opened. And the fountains of the deep broke open and waters came up from the ground. So there was water, floods of waters from the ground, floods of waters from the windows of heaven, and then there was rain itself that came down from heaven, that, that, that came up from the earth, and the whole earth was flooded in the days of Noah. And Jesus said that as in the days of Noah, when that great flood came, so shall it be in the days when the Son of Man shall return to the earth. And just as it was in the days of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be in the days when the Son of Man shall return to the earth. We experienced a little microcosm of what that will be like and what that was like here recently. 
It's going on two months over the next week and a half that we have had to make major adjustments in the way we live life because of an invisible contagion that has roamed the earth and has wreaked havoc and panic across the globe. And it happened quickly. It happened quickly. You and I were going about our daily life. We were enjoying life as we normally do. We had plans. We had schedules. We had every reason to believe that we were going to be able to keep those plans and keep those schedules, that our calendar was full, and we had never experienced anything like it. And so it was a shock to us. It was a shock to everybody when the whole world came to a standstill. And Jesus said, that's the way it's going to be like when the Son of Man returns to the earth. I hope this has been a wake-up call to all of us, that things can change at a moment's notice. Things can change in the twinkling of an eye. Things can, can shift quickly. And everything you've known as normal, all of a sudden, it changes. And life takes on a different tone. That's the way it's going to be when Jesus returns to the earth. You and I had better be ready for the return of Jesus Christ to this earth. Hallelujah. He's going to set up his kingdom upon this earth. He's going to catch his bride away. Jesus Christ is returning to this earth. Hallelujah. And, and, and you and I have got to have our lamps trimmed and burning, as the old song says. And it's, it's a take on the parable of the five wise virgins and five foolish virgins. The foolish virgins did not have oil in their lamp, but the wise virgins had oil in their lamp. And at the midnight cry, oh, hallelujah, at the midnight cry, those who had oil in their lamps were ready to meet the bridegroom. I hope you got oil in your lamps. I hope you're ready. I hope you've got your heart right. I hope you're purifying your heart before God. Our, listen, we as the church of the living God, we're not focused on a one-world government. We're focused on the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We're not spending our time consumed with dread about a one-world government trying to assemble itself. We are consumed with the eager anticipation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Lifting us and strengthening us. And, and the kingdom is already within us, just waiting to manifest itself in this world. Hallelujah. That's our desire. That's our hope. That's our dream. Glory to God. And it's going to be in the days when Jesus returns to the earth similar to when Noah built the ark and the flood came. It's going to catch this world off guard when the Son of Man returns and it's just as it caught the world off guard when the flood came. But Noah had built an ark. The exact dimensions were given to him by the Lord of heaven who created the heaven and the earth. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the name of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I, I want you to know that we have an ark of safety. In fact, the apostle Peter said that that ark is just as the, just as the waters that flooded this earth, flooded the earth, so do the waters of baptism wash our sins away. And so we have an ark called the name of Jesus Christ that we can go into and we can be safe. The name of the Lord that is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and is safe. And so we have an ark like Noah built an ark. Now I know that the story of Noah, the account of Noah, is not an exact parallel to what we've been experiencing the last two months. I don't want to overstate what we've experienced the last two months. It's not a global flood. It's a global pandemic, but it's not a global flood. And, and all of the earth has not been destroyed. Thank God. But, but it is, there are similarities. The similarities are that there has been a danger in our world. Many lives have been lost. Many people are in danger. And God has provided a way of escape for us. We have had to shelter in place and find safety and try to avoid certain environments where we will not be 
exposed to the danger that exists in our world. And so we can relate to this. We have had our schedule interrupted. We have had our lives upended, turned around. Some people have been irreparably uh, altered in certain ways. In terms of economics, they're having to rethink the way that they're going to work. And so many people have lost their jobs. And it's a time of great challenge and great hardship. But I want you to know, just as in this account of Noah, just as the storm stopped in the days of Noah, this storm is going to stop. Just as the waters stopped pouring down from heaven, these waters are going to stop pouring just as the danger lifted in the days of Noah, the danger is going to lift in our world today. Oh, hallelujah. Just as there was an opportunity for Noah to come off of the ark, there's going to be an opportunity for you and I to be able to step into a glorious, beautiful morning in the Holy Ghost, to step into newness of life. Now, things changed when Noah came off the ark. Things were forever different. When he went on to the ark, the world was one way. When he came off of the ark, the world was a different way. That's the way it's going to be with us. We went into this shelter in place one way. But when we come out, we're going to come out different. And it's going to be for the better. We're going to come out with newness of life. We're going to come out with a fresh start. We're going to come out with a clean slate. We're going to come out with, with new boldness and new fire and new enthusiasm and a new direction and a new vision. Hey, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You know, one of the great statements of the Scripture related to the story of Noah is this. The Bible said he saved he and all his household. Hebrews 11 said he by faith built the ark to the saving of his house. That needs to have been our focus over these last several weeks. The saving of our house. The saving of our family. The saving of our children. The saving of our souls. The saving of our marriage. The saving of our life in God, our walk with God. Let that be the finished product of this experience. Let that be the end result of what this is going to look like, that you're going to come out of this with greater appreciation, with a new perspective, oh hallelujah, with, with a new lease on life, if you please, with an understanding, hey, we could lose things at a moment's notice. I don't know if we understood just how fragile our societal makeup really is. When you have hundreds of millions of people across the world losing their ability to provide a revenue stream for their family and for their household, it creates a situation that none of us have ever seen, none of us have ever known. And there's no government on this earth that's prepared to handle that kind of a cataclysmic experience. It, if you didn't know before this, government is not God, you better know it now. If you didn't know before this that the Lord is your light and your salvation, you better know it now. If you didn't know before this that it is the Lord that upholds you and gives you peace and gives you strength, you had better know it now. Oh, hallelujah. Don't come out of this with your same ungratefulness. Don't come out of this with your same lack of devotion to God. Don't come out of this with your same uh, uh, negative view of life, but cherish every moment and enjoy every moment and make every day count and rejoice in every day that God has given you. Noah came off that ark and everything was different than the way it was before he went into that ark. Now, we're going to come out of this. We're, going to come, we're already starting to come out of this. In fact, there is a challenge that we're facing now. The challenge is when do we reopen and how do we reopen to where we can all come together and worship? I want you to know that that is the focus of Tree of Life Church, trying to navigate, no pun intended, but navigate these waters of how do we come back 
in a way that is safe and in a way that is to the, to the health of the congregation. I want you to know our society is really divided on this subject. Many people want to get back to work. That's, that's obviously, that's going to have to happen. People have to be able to provide for their families and, and how to do it safely. Other people want to shelter in place. There's a, there's a divide in our nation. But I want you to understand God's going to give us direction. God's going to give us the wherewithal to understand how to do this. Right now, we are prayerfully discussing these matters and plans are forming. I'm not going to be able to go into detail today about what those are. But the plans are forming. Great ideas are emerging. Innovative uh, approaches are developing so that we will be able at some point. I don't want to set a date because we're not at that point in the planning but where we will be able to begin the journey back to worshiping together in God with one another of like precious faith, lifting up holy hands. I was watching a service here at Tree of Life recently, and uh, I I got so emotional I thought, I, I don't even know if I can finish this service because I just missed seeing everybody. And I saw people worshiping, and I saw hands waving in praise and adoration to God. And I thought, man, I just want to get back. I just want to see everybody again. Now, it's a journey back. It's a journey back. So I want you to be prepared that when we come back, it's, it's going to be incremental. And it's going, there are going to be uniquenesses. It's, it's not going to be able to be a situation where we just all rush back in. We're going to have to take precautions so that we can provide a safe environment in which people can worship. When we made the decision to hold services off and only hold the services online so that people can worship God from their homes and we were trusting God that he will keep his people and keep his church because this is his church, not mine, not yours, not ours. It's his church. And, And we trusted God that he was going to keep his church, his people, in the midst of this pandemic. We made that decision before the government issued any kind of an executive order. The decision we made was made based on our desire for the Tree of Life Church to be healthy and safe and well. Your well-being is of primary importance to us. And we wanted to make sure that each and every person was able to worship God safely. And as we enter into this next stage of reopening and phasing that reopening, I need you to pray for us that God will give us the wisdom, that God will give us the innovation, and that God will help us to see ways, not just to come back together, that too, but not just to come back together, but ways that we can grow from this. Ways that we can emerge from this stronger and wiser and better. We're already seeing that to be the reality. But but pray that God will give us the wisdom. Just as God gave Noah exact dimensions of how to build the ark, God is going to give us exact dimensions of how to come back together into this place and worship the Lord. Now, when Noah came off the ark, He came off the ark and the first thing he did was offer a sacrifice. As soon as he hit the ground, it was dry ground, and as soon as he hit the ground, he offered a sacrifice. There are going to be sacrifices that we are going to have to make together as we come back to worshiping God together. There are going to be some challenges, some sacrifices, but let's find the joy in those things and savor the experience of making those sacrifices, of coming back and adhering to the guidelines that Tree of Life is going to have to prayerfully establish in order to provide a safe and sanitized and healthy environment for the people of God to worship in. I appreciate your prayers. That's one thing about Tree of Life, one of the many things that is so beautiful. This is a praying church, and this is a church that supports one another. And so as we make this journey back, and it is a journey, notice what the Bible says about the end of the flood. Now, the storm had passed. And we believe, ladies and gentlemen, that this storm is already passing. There is a plateau in the 
new confirmation of cases. There's a plateau in the data that is continually coming in about what is happening in our nation and around the world. And so they say that we have flattened the curve and, and we're praying and believing that that curve will just continue to drop as, as time goes on. We want to make sure that it does in Jesus' name. We want it to disappear in Jesus' name. But it's a slow process back. And that slow process occurred even in the days of Noah at the conclusion of the storm. The Bible said that the fountains of the deep, the waters, assuaged. This means that they, there was a stoppage. There was a pause in the waters, the waters assuage. So it's, it's speaking generally, but then it describes the various types of waters. The fountains of the deep, the windows of heaven, and the rain from heaven was restrained. So you have three different water sources. Windows from heaven that poured out floods, rain from heaven that descended, and then water that came up from the earth itself. And that's a lot of what we're dealing with now. Again, it's not an exact parallel, but there are multiple things to consider as we make this journey back. The fountains of the deep are beginning to, are beginning to assuage, and the windows of heaven are beginning to stop, and the rain from heaven is being restrained, and the waters returned from off the earth continually, and after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated. So you've got waters restrained, You've got waters stopped, you've got waters assuaged, you've got waters abated, and you have it happening continually. What we're seeing in Jesus' name is this virus assuaged, this virus stopped, this virus abated, and it happening continually. As it happens, Noah and his family had to practice patience. Can you imagine the amount of patience they had to practice? As they stood inside that ark, waiting, just waiting. Can't wait to get out of this ark. Can't wait to get back to, to some sense of how life is supposed to be. I can't wait until something changes and the, and the waters assuage or are abated and the, the rain stops. I can't wait till the face of the ground is dry. But, but as, as they waited, they waited, and they waited, the waters were continually rolling back. Now, we're trying to make this happen as soon as possible. I need your prayers that God will give us the wisdom and the understanding of how to do it and when to do it, but, but it's happening continually. As these waters abate, as this virus abates, as, as this virus is restrained and, and the matter is available for us to continue the process, I want you to know God has a plan He's doing a mighty work. He told Noah, wait, I'm doing something you can't see, that you can't understand, but it's happening and I'm allowing it. That's where we are. We don't know all that's going on right now, but God is doing a work we can't see. God is doing a work we can't imagine. And there's coming a day when the waters will be abated and we'll come off of that ark. We'll come back into this place of worship, back into this place of tabernacle, back into this place of lifting up the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Noah was frustrated. He sent out a dove, and the dove found no rest for her foot, and she came back. And the Bible says that when the dove came back, she, Noah received her. He sent her out a second time, and she went out, and this time she came back with a little olive leaf. So there is a, a tree out there, but she didn't, there wasn't, it wasn't enough of a development for her to be able to stay out there. And I think that's sometimes where we are right now. We're, we're, we're enjoying the live stream. We're enjoying the word. We're enjoying knowing God in this unique and new dimension. But, but it's different than being here together. It's different than that power we feel when we're all worshiping and shouting and, and singing and, and repenting and loving one another together, it's different. And we come back with an olive leaf here and there. We come back and we know the tree is there. We know the tree of life is all right. 
but we're not able to just put our foot down in the building and just enjoy the presence of God together, I want you to know that day's coming, and it's coming soon. In Jesus' name, say it with me. It's coming soon. Say, it's coming soon. Say, keep the faith. Say, hold on. So I can't wait to get back. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with us. There's an olive leaf in the branch or in the mouth of the dove. The Holy Ghost is moving. The dove is flying. The Spirit is operating. There's a leaf in his mouth. Oh, hallelujah. But, but it's going to take a little while for those waters to abate, for those waters to assuage. But we're going to get back to where God wants us to be in Jesus' name. And the waters decreased continually until the Bible said they could see the tops of the mountains. The first glimpse of land were the tops of the mountains. And I, I want you to know we see the tops of the mountains. We can see God is moving. God is abating the waters the waters are going down. They're decreasing continually. And we can see the tops of the mountains. It was interesting because they kind of likened the curve to the top of the mountain. And the top of the mountain, we've seen that. And it's declining now in Jesus' name. And I want you to know those waters are decreasing and abating and assuaging. And we're going to be providing details soon of a plan of how to phase back into a time of worship together corporately and safely. We're going to be providing that soon. Today, I want you to know we can see the path forward. We can see the tops of the mountains. Oh, hallelujah. That gives me hope because if there's a mountain, there's land. If there's a mountain, then there's, then there's an ability to get life into a position where God wants us to step off of this ark and into the newness of what he has created in our lives. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible said he sent forth a raven. And the raven is different than the dove. The raven is a carnivorous creature. And the raven represents our flesh. It represents our flesh. And in the scriptures, it's a carnivorous creature. And it, and, and it feeds on uh, carcasses. And, and that's a lot the way our natural man is. The raven didn't do Noah any good. Noah sent the raven out, and the raven just went to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. But the dove was actually looking for the sights and the sounds and the signs of life. We cannot make these decisions through our flesh. We'll just go to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. We can't make these decisions based on what we what we really want in the impulses of our carnal man. We have to make these decisions by the direction of the Holy Spirit of God. And I want you to know that's exactly what's happening. Not only are we seeking God's direction, but God is giving the direction that we need. And we're going to see God do great things. Glory to God. We can see the tops of the mountains. Now, when the Bible talks about the tops of the mountains, there's an interesting thing about that. Because it's in the tops of the mountains that very often they place their idols. Often they place their idols in the tops of those mountains. The tops of the mountains are not something you and I have really ever seen before. They're not something that just anybody has seen. Even if you're down on the ground looking up and you see the peaks, you can see the tops of the mountains from there, but, you, but you've never been up there and looking down upon the mountains and seeing them from that perspective. But, but this thing has created a lot of new perspectives. We're seeing things we've never seen before. And it has exposed the tops of the mountains to us. We have idols we didn't know we had. We have things we depend on. We didn't know we depended on them. We have, we have in our society, we have seen a crumbling of idols that people have worshipped for decades and centuries. And in a moment's notice, all of it comes 
tumbling down because the tops of the mountains are exposed and you can see the idols and where people have placed their trust and their confidence. Oh, hallelujah. Instead of bemoaning this experience and instead of, of resenting this experience, I pray we come out of it with a fresh perspective. Lord, I didn't even know I depended on certain things like I have. Forgive me, oh God, and help me to depend only on you. Help me, Lord, to commit my way unto you, and you will bring it to pass. Help me, Lord, to trust in you, knowing that you shall direct my paths. Hallelujah. I can see the tops of the mountains. God is doing something. The waters are abating. Hallelujah. The heavens are being restrained. The water, the rain is being restrained. And we're going to be back in here before you know it. But it's going to take time. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be a continual process until the face of all the ground is dry. In the meantime, we're going to make the sacrifices necessary to do just that. A safe, healthy environment where we can worship God together. Hallelujah. Everything that we're doing is for the kingdom of God and for the people of God. And we're looking forward to that day, hallelujah, when we can worship God together and magnify his name in one accord. And we've been worshiping him in one accord, but we want to worship him in one accord and in one place. And I know that Jesus Christ is that place, but I'm also talking about a natural geographical location. We want to get back together, amen. And we're working on doing that in Jesus' name. So help us pray. And understand that God is with us. And that there is a bright day coming. Hallelujah. There's a bright day coming. Lift up your hands right now in your house. And know there's a bright day coming. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we rebuke sickness in Jesus' name. We rebuke poverty in Jesus' name. We rebuke fear in Jesus' name. We rebuke anxiety in Jesus' name. There's a bright and a glorious morning coming upon the people of God. I said there's a bright and a glorious morning coming upon the people of God. There's a joyous day arising in our hearts hallelujah the Bible said arise and shine for thy light is come arise and shine for thy light is come hallelujah I don't just see light at the end of the tunnel I see the tops of the mountains I see the rainbow in the sky I see the glory of God I see the love of God I see the power of God I see his work hallelujah I see his work before I let you go today, before I let you go, this wouldn't be a real message if I didn't sound like I was coming to a close and then not actually close. Amen. Before I let you go today, Acts chapter 8, the Bible said Saul made havoc of the church, going into houses and hailing men and women to prison. And the Bible says they were scattered from Jerusalem. That's what we've experienced in a different way. We've been scattered from Jerusalem, from the central location that we're used to coming to. But notice what Acts chapter 8 says. It says that even as they were scattered, everywhere they went, they preached the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Everywhere they went, they preached the word of God. As we take this next little while, and we see the waters continue to decrease, and we see the virus continue to abate, and we see an opportunity for us to gather together and worship. I want you to take this opportunity to preach to God everywhere you are, everywhere you are. If you're able to go back to work, preach the Word of God at work. If you're able to see your family, preach the Word of God to your family. If you're able to be on Facebook, preach the Word of God on Facebook. Everywhere you go, we might be scattered from Jerusalem, but we're not scattered from His presence. We are one people, one church. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, I see victory ahead. I see the glory of God rising upon us. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your eyes unto the hills and see the tops of the mountains. Lift up your eyes unto the hills and see the glory 
of the living God. In Jesus' name. Come on, lift up your hands unto him and praise his name. Lord, we love you. We love you. We love you. Be with us in Jesus' name. Be with your people in Jesus' name. Strengthen us, Lord, I ask. God, I pray that you'll walk with us. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your direction. We thank you, God, that you are ordering our steps in your word. And we trust in you. We trust in you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.